Hello everyone and welcome back to Jane Eyre. Today we are on chapter four and I'm once again joined by Alex. Hello everyone. I let's let's just talk about this little vampire child. Let's yes. just get all right been, back into it. This is all I've been thinking about today is my new perspective on Jane Eyre, which is that of the Victorian vampire waif. And I'm here for it. And I'm ready for all the fanfics that are going to be caused because of this conversation. So I hope that uh, when they cast, you know, in the new um, Jane Eyre movie, they use. Oh, no, I forgot her name. I was stalling in the sentence trying to think if mm-hmm. I can remember it. Um, the girl who plays Wednesday in the new Netflix one. What's her name? Oh, oh Jenna God. Ortega. Yes. Oh, she'd Thank be a, she'd be a brilliant vampire jane Eyre. i'm here for it yeah she did very well (laughs) she was the bright (laughs) spot of that show for me yeah yeah i hate how they kept trying to give her a love triangle though right it's like no let's not do that yeah let's just let wednesday be wednesday which is to say creepy Mm -hmm. and intense Mm -hmm. but i don't know i always got a little bit of an ace feeling from wednesday but maybe Right, like it's just yeah. she has other shit to deal with, and it's not this right now. I felt like if there was gonna be romance, she was not gonna realize it. You know what I mean? Right, like it's that—that's the vibe. Like uh, yeah. it, it's just so beneath that character. I don't know, or it feels beneath that character. There were choices yeah. made. I'm not a writer of that show. I'm not a writer of that character. So what can I say? Mm-hmm. But. Also, if we were going to do any romance, it clearly had to be with roommate because literally like if that those two had the most chemistry of anyone in that show, quite frankly. Honestly, the enemies to lovers arc is something I would have been here for. It's my favorite arc. It's the arc mm-hmm. that I am eternally here for. Honestly. Honestly, and, that and the one bed trope always gets me. Yes, both brilliant tropes. Mm-hmm mash them together even better great segue to what we're talking about today though Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know about you but uh helen burns very standoffish the first time we meet we meet her there's there's a lot of like i don't know hostility tension kissing so a lot of kissing Things are about I, to get real sapphic, and that's great. Yeah. I forget that, like, people, sometimes in different cultures, people kiss in a platonic way. Because every time I read, they're like, oh, and then I kissed her. I'm like, oh? Did you? You did? Did you? And then it's like, oh, in, like, a friend-friend hee-hee-ha-ha way? Like. Oh, okay. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, there is only one group of people that i know that are not that way like where or let me let me rephrase that the english are not a touchy-feely people like so the the kissing you're like i'm like i'm a little confused by maybe it's maybe there's been a change in their culture but i swear to god i saw a study once upon a time that was like we're just gonna look at the number of times that two people of the same culture touch each other when they interact and it's like French people and Italian people. It's like 70 touches per interaction. Mm-hmm. English people, maybe one. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're Bubonic just like plague, really. Just 
right. It's like, no, 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 no. You must, no, no, stay, stay back. There's a bubble. You must not come in it. Maybe the Victorians I, were more touchy and feely. I don't know. Maybe. I, when I went to on my study abroad to London, um, I was warned that the way they, in Europe, people easily spot Americans is that we start random conversations, like in <laughs> checkout lines. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, we do. I'm, All the time. I'm feeling a little attacked by that, but I also appreciate that Americans are bringing big Midwestern dad energy to mm-hmm. their abroad. Because, like, in America, I don't start conversations and checkout lines. Absolutely not. But when I'm traveling, I do. Mm -hmm. Because I just get folksy. I don't know why. (laughs) You need some (laughs) friends around. (laughs) Right. You're like, oh, I'm alone in this sad place. Well, I'm American. Everybody will like me. Which is, like, a terrible misstep to think. Like, that's just the worst thing to have in your brain. But... No, yeah, I, th- I travel and I just turn into a completely like friendly chipper person. Yeah, Fourth of July, I was at a pub in London, and they pulled all of us. Like some dude came up to us and he goes, "You all are American, right?" <laughs> and all of us were like drinking a beer, like sitting at this table, and like one of the braver ones is like, "Yeah," and then he pulls a friend over and he goes, "He's American. Isn't this like your holiday or something today?" <laughs> and then the guy looks at us. We look at them, and I was like, "Do you know why it's our holiday?" Or like, I feel like we shouldn't really be talking about this, you know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, do you want me to be a? a colonial right now a rebel because i'll i'll do it but like i don't know man it was a long time ago yeah that's the only time i've ever had someone start a conversation with me in another foreign country wow yeah okay i mean i can think of worse things to do on the fourth of july than spend it in a british pub yeah we also went to the shard that day oh yeah and so it was a weird day (laughs) I did. Yeah, I could see how that would be. The distinct lack of fireworks was strange for me. It was the first Fourth ah. of July where I was like, there was no mini bombs going off. See, I appreciate. That's one of the reasons I would like that because yeah. uh, Finn, my tiny dog, does not approve of loud celebrations at all. Yeah, and his little anxieties go through the roof, and I become a hot mess around Mm -hmm. that entire week two week period so being somewhere where they're not setting off tiny bombs everywhere Mm -hmm. would be ideal that would be great yeah see my dog was always terrified of fireworks so it's like i was used to every holiday i'd start getting like really stressed out and then when we got the cat i was like you know she's a cat she's gonna be terrified you know She'll watch them. She just sits in the window and watches these fireworks go off. And I'm like, what? What's your thoughts? Like, <laughs> what are you thinking about? You know, like, I'm a little scared. <laughs> like, I mean, shouldn't you be, like, terrified? Even if it's no thoughts, just vibes, like, that's ideal. Because <laughs> I will take that over, over, like, stress running around any day of the week. That'd be lovely. Yeah. My dog just would not come out from under the bed. So, like, we'd lose her for 24 hours. And we'd try to, like drag her out to go to the bathroom she like dehydrate herself in preparation 
Yeah. It was so sad. But then, like, you'd have to, like, try and drag her out to get her to go to the bathroom. And she'd, like, shake like a leaf in the wind. And was, Yep. That, yeah. the, Finn just starts shaking. That's what he does mm-hmm. when he's anxious. And so we just have a week. And he doesn't really move. So it's just, like, him standing on his blankets staring mm-hmm. at us like why are you allowing this to happen parents yeah it's like, make it end i don't control it my guy i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. so chapter four <laughs> chapter four yeah <laughs> um so her aunt is not allowing jane <laughs> to, to like talk to or like anything near her own kids and now she has to sleep in the closet which is yeah. a choice. It's a choice. Yep. It's a choice. I mean, listen. First of all, I'm already weirded out by the fact that they're saying that they have cribs. Um, and Jane is like 12. Yes. Yes. Because like, do they have cribs? Like, I need to know. Do they have cribs? Or is that just like an old fashioned word for bed? I am almost positive that it is an old-fashioned word for for like a child-sized bed. Okay. Like, because I feel like, like... <laughs> I feel like in Victorian times, like the second you're fourteen, you're an adult, mm-hmm. and so you get like an adult-sized bed. But like before mm-hmm. that, you are an infant, and there is because yeah, Victorian like... children didn't have childhoods. It was just like you're an infant, and we're worried that you're probably going to die of whatever. Mm-hmm. horrible diseases are everywhere and then oh you're 14 you can work in the mines so yeah. off you go adult adult person have you seen that video where someone's like all the kids are playing minecraft now <laughs> they crave the mines the children crave the mines <laughs> yes oh, that that's is one exactly of my on the internet exactly what i was channeling so good 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 glad we brainwaved there for yep. a moment good brainwave there <laughs> so jane i my favorite thing is that she described herself as like really demure before this and then like the book started and she goes you know what fuck that anyways violence against you violence against your family <laughs> like yes i just think it's funny. like don't describe her as like you know never standing up for herself and then suddenly as soon as we start this book she's like just kidding throw that out the window jake I just so think it's funny I did have a thought about, I do have a thought about that, and I will be very quick mm-hmm. about it. But uh, in the previous uh, episode, we, in chapter three, where, or chapter two, chapter two, Jane's locked in the red room. Chapter three, they're like dealing with her after she's been in the red room. And that mm-hmm. chapter is like, there's a lot of references to like getting rid of childhood and like the stuff that she liked, they try and bring to comfort her. And she like, is like no, it's not good anymore. I don't like it, and so it like one that seems to be the moment when she's like the switch flips, and it's like mm-hmm. Jane is now out of childhood, quote unquote, which mm-hmm. means she can she feels she can stand up for herself, even though she's twelve years old or whatever. Yeah, and I I do appreciate that it's really just like tiny sad orphan switch mm-hmm. flips. All violence is chosen. Yep. Will never stop. It's just like it just becomes aggressive. Like yeah. everyone in the house is like, Jane, how are you doing? And she's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh, it's this is how I imagine like 
like, okay, you know, like sitcom moms, you know, this is how I'm imagining they describe their children. They're like, out of the blue, you know, I was like verbally abusive to him for 15 years. And then out of the blue, he just started snapping at me. I don't know how that's my fault. Why won't my children talk to me anymore? You know? Like, yeah. This is a hundred percent why I want my children talk to me anymore. It's like I have just I have given them a roof, I have given them a closet, and I have told them that they are a piece of shit every day for for all of their lives. And look how they reward me for all of yeah. my parenting. Oh my god! I gave them one almond a day. All I ate growing up. So <laughs> right. And- <laughs> You used to be able to live on one almond a day, but now these kids, mm-mm, they just want everything. They want the world handed to them on a silver platter. When I got a mortgage. <laughs> oh my God, don't even. <laughs> I was able to pay off my student loans in three years. Shut up, dad. Have you seen that um, person on TikTok? I'm gonna, this is my second time referencing TikTok in 16 minutes. What's wrong with me? Um, but that person on TikTok that does the uh, talking to their dad videos and the dad's always like slack jawed, like the lead poisoning stare. Oh, no, I have not seen this. <laughs> Whenever it comes up again, I'll send it to you on Discord. But it's like, uh, kiddo, I'm just trying to say that I bought a house by putting 10% of my earnings into a savings account. And I worked for $7 an hour. So I, if I could have done it, like, whole thing. Oh, my God. I don't, I mean, do send it to me, but I don't know that I need the aneurysm that it's going to (laughs) cause. It's just so funny. That's the only reason I'll send it to you, because it's, it's funny. I promise. My, so I'm going to, I'm going to be just digress a little bit, because this is an Mm -hmm. argument my father and I have all the time about student loans. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. I was, you know, I don't know why taking out your student loans and you're whining about them. And I'm like, dad, when you were in college, your tuition was literally $6,000 a year. And guess what? My mother was working and paying for everything that you did. So deal with it. But yeah, you you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, buddy. Okay. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Sorry. I needed to get that off of my chest because the boomers enrage me. (laughs) As you should. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, Mrs. Reed is a boomer. <laughs> Truly. That is Honestly. that is the point. I'm wondering, does it just cycle around? Like when Gen Z people start having kids, do they just become boomers? Like <laughs> Oh my god. I hope not. I re I truly hope not. But I feel there is definitely something cyclical because we live in capitalism which is cyclical Mm -hmm. and terrible there are the people who grow up in hard times and they Mm -hmm. care about things and they want things to be better for their children and then their children grow up in a time of excess or at the very least more comfort and they're Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this is the way things are supposed to be and i am entitled to all of it and then they do stupid shit and break the Mm -hmm. system and then their children are like hey why is everything terrible for us when it was good for you? And they're like, well, it's all good for us still. It's just like, God damn it, boomers. <laughs> so possibly, possibly. The way I'll scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Anakin, you were the one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you you could have saved to- us. And look what you did. Look what you did. <laughs> oh my God.
So Jane is just like months and months are passing. She's just shut up in her little closet. Very Harry Potter energy. Big big HP energy. Yes. Yep. Yep. So then she talks about how someone arrives and there's a doorbell and I had to like fully pause because I was like, wait a minute. Like my brain forgot that like bells attached to doors, like a door knocker. And I was like, or like the servant bells, you know, that you like pull the string. I was not thinking about that at all. Cause I was like, wait a minute. What year did this come out? Was there electricity? Like, are we reading by candlelight? Are we reading by the phone light? You know, what's going on here? Yeah. Is there, is there a big, big ding dong in the, in Gates head? No, nope. We are reading by candlelight. It's just, I assume it's a little dingle, a dingle. That's a weird word for a bell. (laughs) How many (laughs) bells do you think their doorbell has to be attached to? Like, is there a bell in every room? How big's the house? All right. So I just want to say that I have been comfort watching Downton Abbey recently. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think Gateshead is that big of a house, but okay. I imagine like they've got multiple servants so, and like yeah. there's an entire room that's just for ghosts and <laughs> bad children. Yeah. So, so like, I gotta assume that they're like every room probably has a bell and there are probably 10 or 12 bells in that house. And like, for the like for Jane to notice that there's the doorbell ringing, she's either got to be close to the servants quarters or there's got to be like another indication that that someone is at the door. So the doorbell, the front door, I assume is at least two, but like there got to be bells everywhere in that house and like things to pull on to make them ring. I just want to imagine that it's like a church bell situation. Like at the top, it's just bong, 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 bong. I was at a park the other day and just chilling. And then suddenly church bells started ringing. And I was like, what's going on? I was in the middle of a downtown area and I was not expecting that. Church bells, when you don't expect them, are alarming. Let me just yes, say that. They're very loud and they, mm-hmm. they're they sudden. You don't like, yeah. mm-mm, nope. Yeah, the the university I went to had they didn't have an actual church bell. They literally had mm-hmm. speakers that would play church bell tone. I hate that. Yeah, it's it was awful. It's just like it's 2000 and whatever. Mm-hmm. We all have phones that tell us what time it is. You yeah. don't you don't need to be ringing out and not just on the hour. It mm-hmm. was every quarter hour you would get the the tone and it was That's a lot. Worst. It was a lot. And I hated it. Anyway. I hate that. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I mm-mm. I am just like it felt like battle music, you know? When you're just sitting there minding your own business and then it's like Skyrim where it's like dun 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 you know. <laughs> just like a new challenger has appeared. Fuck what? <laughs> I am not prepared to fight for my life right now. Yeah, I was curled up in the middle of a book and then it's like suddenly just church bells. I was like, where am I? No, that is incredibly disconcerting. I'm sorry that happened to you. (laughs) So now I just want to imagine that that's what's going on every time the doorbell rings. I mean, that would explain why these people are so angry all the time. Is if just every time someone comes in, there's just this forceful bell that like shakes your bones you're like god damn it please please don't ring the bell yeah. please don't ring the bell nope we're doing it 
bong. Imagine like when the solicitors come up or like those door to door salesmen, how pissed you'd be if you're you had a church bell doorbell. Oh See, I would try and rig it so that only like it, the bell would be right above them so that when it mm. rang, it would be like, if you want to ring this bell, there will be consequences for you. Ear damage. Right. Think very carefully before yeah. you touch that button. Do you really want to tell me about that book you've got in your hand or can it wait? Mm -hmm. Can you just go to the next house? I don't know. That's the calculus for you, my friend. Yeah. Listen, I'll find out about it when we get to the afterlife, you know, and if you're right, if you're right, but at least I didn't have to sit through the church bells. That's right. (laughs) At least I had a lovely time on the planet. Yeah. See about this, this after part. (laughs) yeah the doorbell really freaked me out though so um when this mysterious person arrives one of the servants just like busts in she's like are you clean and jane's like no and just like scrubs her face really ridiculously and like throws her downstairs and uh, so we find out that the man's name is Mr. Brocklehurst. Ugh. Worst name. Worst name for worst human. Yep. Uh, so he's talking to Mrs. Reed for some reason. Um, Jane had never seen her before this moment. And then he like turns to her and he's like, are you a good child? <laughs> <laughs> and like, what are you supposed to say? No, <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm terrible, man. <laughs> like, imagine. I. <laughs> so Mrs. Reed like is, says, no, she's terrible. Yes. <laughs> she just has to sit there. So infuriating. Like, yeah. there, there's so much. And this is one of the things I love about Jane's. I won't call them outbursts, but like when she starts defending herself and she's just mm-hmm. so enraged by injustice and i'm like tiny child the amount of rage that you have in you right now i understand and it's adorable like Mm -hmm. just the fact that she's so fucking adamant that she's like deceit is not my problem it's like i got all these other problems (laughs) but lying ain't one of them yeah i got 99 problems but lying ain't one So this dude is an actual garbage bag. Yep. Worst person alive. Um, but Terrible. he's like, yeah, I am the whatever for the Lowood school. I don't know. I guess he's like technically like the person that gives them money. So he's in charge. Yes, that is. it. Yeah. He gives them money. So he gets to set the program. I went to a college like that, actually. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, um, this like hit a little too close to home for me because <laughs> this guy was like paid a bunch of money for our advertising program because he went to our college and then he was like, you guys did a terrible t- job and it didn't help me set up for the real world at all. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money and you have to do it exactly like I say. And he's very full of himself, but you know rich people usually are that's why we should eat them i'm not going to be more political than that but Mm -hmm. no uh it's but it's one of those things that's like this like jane Eyre is a relevant book in many ways Mm -hmm. because a lot of the shit 
still going on. Like, yeah, you got money. You can influence how people are educated. And in this case, you can take a bunch of tiny Victorian orphans, <laughs> not feed them, Make them wear their hair a certain way, make them not wear like warm clothes and force them to come to your sermons every week, trudging through the snow. (laughs) And just like send carriages. There's not that many of them. It's like, you got to walk. You got to walk, children. It'll make you better. It's like, oh, my God, this man. He's the worst. So I I would like to say one of my note one of my notes on this is Mr. Brocklehurst is a literal dick. Yep. Uh just like the words that are used to describe him, he's like mm. called a black pillar and he's all like architectural and he's always described as very erect and I'm like, "Oh, like this man is the patriarchy in the worst way." Yeah. And I hate him. I have now come to the decision that everyone was a boomer until Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, you know what? You're probably not wrong. I mean, I I bet there are some generations that would be very upset if we said that, but they're all dead. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You've been boomered, my friends. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because that's that's boomer energy right there. Oh, my God. It's the biggest boomer energy. He's uh, he makes himself physically taller to be intimidating. Yes. There's a there's a bit in there that I love where he's talking about how there are all of these good children. And like there's a specific bit about it's like, oh, there's one child who he asked, do you want an almond or do you want to hear a psalm or some shit? And he's like, the child always chooses the psalms because he thinks that that's more enriching. And then we give him two almonds as a reward. And it's like, uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I guess to say the sermon too, or the yep. Psalm. I don't know. Like, I would be very disappointed to me right now. <laughs> I get why people, why religious people in Victorian England read this book and were like, "Why do you hate Christianity?" And it's like mm-hmm. because they are hypocrites. And yeah. Charlotte is like, "No, we're roasting them. Sorry, deal with it." <laughs> Literally, she's like, you know. Actually, um, there is better books. Do you know that some of them have Faye in them? <laughs> I do. I'm aware of this. Yeah. She's like, I feel like your library could have more than one book, maybe. Um, <laughs> Just a thought. Bring it out there. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. I would also like to say that there is a line in here that is my fucking favorite because it's, she's so fucking sassy. And he's like, Brocklehurst is interviewing her and like feeling out what a bad child she is, quote unquote. And he's like, what do you need to do to avoid the pit? And Jane's like, I must keep in good health and not die. (laughs) I'm like, yes. Same. (laughs) That's my afterlife plan. My afterlife plan is to not fucking die, man. (laughs) Vampirism, anybody? I don't know. That's right. Vampires for life. Forever. Yeah, forever. Who cares what happens in the afterlife if you never get there? Exactly. Uh, she's such a sass pot, and I love it. Like so I, good. I'm particularly fond of this chapter because she has just... This is like, I am choosing violence in the most aggressive way, and mm-hmm. she just holds nothing back. And even then, the adults are like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this tiny, so furious funny. child can't do anything to us, but okay. All right. So funny. And then uh, 
one note that I think aged very well was, God, does everybody in this book absolutely suck? <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, 90% of them do. Yeah. At so, least. Pretty much. So Jane tells Mrs. Reed that if she actually was a liar, she would have said she loved her. And that is my favorite line from this. Snaps. Snaps, Jane. She is slaying left and right. Yeah. And then um, after Jane just lays out how much she hates every person in this house, Mrs. Reed's like, I just want to be your friend. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? What are you doing? Like, ma'am? what i mean but this this is her boomer mom moment this is oh no why has why does jay not want to talk to me anymore why won't my kids visit me for christmas well well mrs reed also was it was abuse them so i don't understand (laughs) some physical abuse though usually usually i mean i just you know yell at them tell them how they my life would have been better if they were never born. I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. Yes. Who who can say? Who could say who what say? the issue is? Have they told me multiple times what the issue is? Yes, but I I will not listen to them. No. <sighs> and then she decides to apologize to Mrs. Reed. Don't know why. Oh, no, just kidding. Yeah, I no. lied to you. She's decided specifically not to apologize. She's like, better. I'm not going to be a weak little baby. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. She's like, um, I don't think it would change anything, and um, I don't want to. <laughs> Queen energy. Yes. I was shocked while reading my own note that I, like, I was like, she decided to apologize, and my brain's like, what? <laughs> Incorrect. False. False. So, Bessie tells Jane that she should be bolder um, during this whole conversation when she's like calling her to lunch later, she's like, I would have liked you more if you were just like way more bold. Choice. That's yeah. A choice. Considering so, the fallout. Yeah. Bold choice. Yeah. Bessie. Bold choice. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Worst part is her being chosen as like the nicest of the terrible people. And then she's like, maybe you were just like more aggressive. I don't know. Right. Channel that energy that you have right now. Take this energy and maybe I'd like you more. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. She's like, I think um, my reason for being abusive to you is your problem, but whatever. (laughs) I'm giving you the key to unlock the door to not being abused by me. So here you are. (laughs) I hope Jane uh, never has to see any of these people again. Indeed. Truly. Indeed. Maybe she'll go to Mrs. Reed's funeral and I'll accept Ooh. that. And then she could like pee on the coffin or something. <laughs> she could pull a Mary Shelley and I'd be happy with that too. Another good option. Just a little revenge is what is what this book calls for. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a wee little, you know, whether it's peeing on her grave, pulling a Mary Shelley and having sex on her grave. I don't care. Any right. option's great. Jane, whichever option you choose. We support you. Yeah. We have two very good options I've laid out here. <laughs> right. Like, if you want to brainstorm some others, but at the moment, I feel you can do either of these. It'd be fully disrespectful, and we're here for it. Yeah. And it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> so, Jane's like, Bessie, could you just, like, be nice to me until I leave? 
like as my parting gift and i'm like this is really fucked up this poor child just wants a little love because she's never had it and you know what her version of niceness is not being mean and i guess like yeah, yeah i get it just can you- all she wants is some neutrality truly Right. It's just like everyone in this house is actively hostile. So just a little indifference would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And so we do find out that this is her first happy day. And that made me almost want to cry. Yeah. I really don't have anything else to add because there will be more tears in this book. And Jane having a happy day is is nice she's she deserves it after the energy she's brought to this chapter truly literally the uh charlotte bronte's writing is just so dramatic though and i'm like kind of here for it but at the same time it's giving me very like middle school you know well uh i so as i said i think she does a really good job of channeling like whatever middle school aged charlotte bronte was like and being like i am going to put this on the page and people will tremble at the power of this tiny this tiny furious child it's so good i feel like i need to look up her life really quick to like make sure she was okay from what i remember she was okay it's just that she had a very sad life like okay all of her sisters died. Her brother was an alcoholic who died. And she like they had to support the family. And I like I think she got married at the end, but it was one of the like she maybe found someone that she could tolerate and then she immediately died. It's just like want want. Oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't think and I don't think she was that old. She may have been in her 40s when she died. And she was like the longest lived of the Brontes. It's really sad. Anyways, chapter five. Yeah. <laughs> let's rank <laughs> let's crank through this. <laughs> we gotta get to chapter nine. We gotta get through it, I promise. We yeah. Do it. We got it. So January 9th, it's January 19th. Jane is up early and ready to go to school, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently last night Mrs. Reed said to her that she did not need to say goodbye and shouldn't wake anybody else up. Um, and that Jane should talk of her fondly. Which, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making a scrunchy face. Mm-mm. Nah. And then nah. it's 50 miles for her to get to this school and she has to go by herself. Yes. What? I mean, who who's gonna who can take the time to take Jane to school? We are all very yeah. busy here. Yeah, just you know, with our sewing and our uh, reading and our playing yeah. the pianoforte, picking out ribbons and things—all mm-hmm. very important work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jane has to make this trip, her and her ten-year-old self, all by herself. Um. Also, they make it. So then, finally, after a whole day of traveling, they make it to the inn, and she's not eating. Nope. She never eats. It's because they aren't giving her blood. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "How raw is the steak? I mean, steak. I mean, rare. I definitely meant rare. How rare oh. can you make this steak?" <laughs> so, 
they like go stay in this inn. She barely sleeps. She doesn't eat. They pick her up. They carry her out to the carriage. She goes back <laughs> to the carriage, sleeps more, and finally gets to the school. She, they basically, when this guy drops her off at the school, like throws her bag out and immediately does a Yui and leaves. Yes, it's like it's like every it's like a horror movie where you're like your taxi driver just like throws you out of the car, dumps your suitcase and is like, good luck, peels yeah. out. And you're just like, uh, what? Like, I'm imagining like when Candace and I read Interview with the Vampire, there was this whole scene where they got to France and this guy was talking about how he got there with his wife and the taxi driver said that he would go no further into the town and he'll never be able to be picked up in that town like would you not just be like actually i'm good i'm not going right i'd be like i will find an alternate place to stay yeah maybe unfortunately we our little honeymoon there no unfortunately jane doesn't have a choice they're just like no you go here get out get out little child yeah so luckily, when she gets there, she meets Mrs. Miss Miller. Yeah, Miss Miller, uh, who is an, quote, under teacher. I don't know. Under As what? opposed to the head teacher. Yeah. Or over teacher. What a wild way to describe faculty. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they lead Jane to get some dinner. And I thought this was like dead of night, but I think it's actually like 5 p.m. that she gets there. Yeah, it is described as, like, dark and rainy and gloomy, yeah. and then it's like all of the children are still awake, mm-hmm. still in school, and it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, so it's just really miserable over here. Got it. Yeah, yeah. The vibes are what rancid. Kind of, yeah. What kind of fresh hell would it be that you're, like, always stuck in school? Like, I figured with boarding schools, they get, like, weekends off or something. I but, assume. Like, yeah, this kid does not get weekends off. This kid is learning 24-7, seven days a week. Always has to act appropriately. Ugh. So they bring Jane to the dining hall, which to me, again, fresh hell, because after two days of traveling, I would not want to be surrounded by a bunch of other people. No. Yeah, no. So... She's surrounded by a bunch of people. My only note is, I legit hope one of them is nice. Just one would be great. <laughs> yeah, we have we have traditionally had shitty human beings in this book. So good yeah. people. Yeah. A, a single good, good person. Just one. That's all we're looking yeah. for. Yeah. So then we, after she like doesn't eat dinner, because why would she eat? Um, she... Gets into bed. Each bed is filled with like two kids, which the weirdest part to me is like, why don't they all have single beds? Why do they have to cuddle up with some rando? Well, that way they're sharing their warmth because it's fucking cold in this place. (laughs) And you don't that it's cheaper because they're you don't have to buy more beds. There's fewer bed linens and things. It's all about that economy lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I guess. Also. The first night, Jane t- has to sleep in a bed with her teacher, which yeah. is weird. <laughs> like, yes. let's be real. <laughs> like, Why is the teacher living there, first off? I have no idea. 
but like can you imagine your life as this yeah. like young woman who's teaching and it's just like oh yeah so you'll be teaching uh the girls how to survive on very minimal rations mm-hmm. and you'll be teaching them about jesus and stuff oh mm-hmm. and your living quarters are going to be in a barracks where you might have to sleep with one of them <laughs> just like immediate no immediate no yeah. i'm sorry i'm not doing it i will no. go to the workhouse because god this is this sounds yeah. awful I feel like that situation is immediately like women are be like, all right, who's single? Who can I marry to not have to go do this? Are you single? Fine. All right, let's do it. Right. How old are you? Oh, I don't care. Just get me out of here. (laughs) What do you do for a living? You work, you work at the town dump. Great. That sounds lovely. Please just get me away from the mines. So I might be a widow. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. But, Sign on the dotted line. But the children yearn for the mines, so you might find them there. <laughs> Gotta get away from the kids. <laughs> oh no, you're right. They don't employ anybody over the age of 14 in the mines. <laughs> no, that labor law doesn't come for a while. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so, um... Oh, so then we get the classroom day and they don't, they're like, Jane, you didn't have any formal education, did you? And she's like, no. And they're like, all right, you go with the toddlers. The toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love that like this girl can fully read, but they were like, we don't trust that you actually read. You might just be looking at the pictures. But it's a toddler. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. All right. You like books with pictures? Off you go. Learn to bounce yeah. a ball with the toddlers. <laughs> God. Also, who's sending their toddler to this boarding school? Parents who hate their kids. <laughs> Although, they, are they all orphans? Or is it... Um, I don't, I don't know. Remem- I don't remember if the school is just for orphans or not, but... Some of them said they, like, lost one parent. Okay. So. <laughs> right. Listen, kid, I'm deal- my, my spouse just died. I can't deal with you. <laughs> to Lowood with you. Ugh. <sighs> That's very much uh, Gone with the Wind, whatever her name is. Scarlet? Scarlet, Same energy. Yeah. yeah. Scarlet mm-hmm. O'Hare. She would send her kids to boarding school. Oh, 100%. <laughs> a drop of a hat. Drop of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, get in there. <laughs> Where you go. So, um, all the girls get porridge for breakfast. So they like do this like mini classroom thing, pre-brekkie. Then they're like, all right, break, breakfast time, porridge. Burnt. Yeah, burnt porridge. Um, And we're all supposed to be chill and cool with that. Like, so the girls are like gagging in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that Jane, who does not eat, is also like, this was, this is nasty. So I'm not eating this. (laughs) It's like you weren't going to eat it anyway. (laughs) Jane's like, I was a little hungry after not eating for two days, but I guess I'll like keep fasting here yep yep i also appreciate that her first like they have little wash basins that they're supposed to like clean themselves with and like shit's frozen she can't even like wash her face like like, oh my god this place is terrible i just you know i feel like things really can't get worse you know what i mean like she's already suffered so much she goes to take a bath. They're like, sorry, no no bathroom. 
Oh my no. god, there's no Emidor plumbing. Ooh. Yeah. So they had to pee pee and poo poo outside in the snow in the moors. <laughs> I assume they had an outhouse. I hope they had one. I mean, Some... with these kind of conditions, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, unfortunately, Charlotte didn't go into that. Uh, so we cannot know. What if it's a staff only bathroom? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> It's like you get sign on, and they're like, "Also, you get a bathroom." And students have to go outside. Students go outside, but that's your, your privilege is to use the staff bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! What if they're like really good for a week, and they're like gold star, and you can use the staff bathroom at lunch? I, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> oh my god! Awful, terrible situation. Yeah. So after their terrible breakfast, they all go back to class. Um, and some random lady enters the classroom and things start getting real awkward. Uh, we find out this lady is Maria Temple and she's a superintendent of the school. So still don't really know the other guy's role because like, I feel like this is as big as you can get. Um, and she gives everybody bread and cheese because of their garbage <laughs> breakfast and then they get to go out into the garden. This is also the moment we find out that they only get breakfast and dinner, no lunch. Yep. Nope. No lunch. Very almond mom energy. Let's be honest. Lunch makes you weak. That's apparently <laughs> makes you like less closer to God, I guess. Yes, like it'll it'll physically weaken you, but mm-hmm. uh, fasting for lunch will spiritually strengthen you. Yeah. Did you know that uh, lunch is Satan's meal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing these like 1950s style posters. That's like <laughs> sinners eat lunch. It's in the CEO's office at Amazon, actually. Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos actually wrote that himself and hung it up. <laughs> he would be the type to donate to this sort of terrible place. So, uh, for legal gets kicked off uh, Audible, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm going to say for legal purposes, that was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that was a joke. I don't know anything about Jeffrey Bezos. I don't know. Mm-mm. Nope. don't know a thing but i do know that there's another poster that says whenever you eat lunch you eat with satan and maybe maybe mr bezos is sitting at the table with the sinner child i don't know oh that's so funny i feel like my cheek my cheeks hurt from how much i've been laughing this episode i'm sorry i'm going to be very serious for the rest of this episode it's it's all sad orphans and yeah all sad orphans and depression and depression. Even the great kind, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It took three seconds. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) So I hope everybody else is enjoying my spiral into madness. Um, I I am, speaking personally. I'm very much here for it. You're my only audience. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm captive. Yeah, it's fine. You can't leave the call, actually. Sorry, I don't didn't know if I should tell you I'm that I'm clicking now. the button and nothing's happening. <laughs> so, uh, they finally get Satan's lunchtime. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Jane decides that this is the best opportunity to go make friends. So, there's a little girl reading a book. And I was like, aw, she's going to like sit by her or something. And Jane decides that even though she is also a reader and this girl is giving obvious signs 
that she does not want to speak to a single person. Jane's like, so uh, what you reading? Um, who are you? Can you tell me about the school? Can you tell me everything in a very concise manner about all of your life? <laughs> yeah, Jane is talking to Helen Burns as though mm-hmm. Helen Burns is an NPC in a Fallout game. Just like mm-hmm. clicking all of the buttons. It's like, mm-hmm. tell me more about this. Tell me more yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about the town that we're currently residing in? Right. What do you think about our elected officials? You know, like... <laughs> Who is Mr. Brocklehurst? Why is yeah. his name on the sign? What is this place? Where am I? <laughs> I'm playing out Tears of the Kingdom right now. And I keep trying to find um, this the flying bird boy. And I keep going to the wrong cave. No. And so every time I go to a different cave, I get the opportunity to ask where this guy is. And they're like, west of here, northeast of here. There's a fire outside the cave. And I'm like, I went to the cave outside the fire and I got lost. And I looked every square inch of that thing and he's not in there. So is there another cave with another fire? I'm very lost. I might have to look up a walkthrough. So. Meanwhile, Helen Burns is like, please stop talking to me. Yeah. Please stop talking Literally. to me. I'm just trying to finish this fucking book. Please. Yeah. Please, for the love of God. Yep. And she, uh, she, she like finally ends up like putting a bookmark in and she says that uh, it's a charity school for charity orphans. It only costs $15 a year. Um, and then there's some weird race talk in here in this moment, too. That, uh, uh yes. I don't. I did not write down what it was, but my note is: God, they talk so weirdly about race in this. I forgot they're, what they said. They're talking about the teachers, I think. Okay. And I, they're talking about, and there's a there's a teacher who's French, mm-hmm. and is described as dark and foreign, if I remember oh. correctly. And this is one of those things where I'm like, are there people of color at this school, or is it just yeah. that like? Charlotte Bronte, when describing a person, is like, oh, they're dark, meaning like they have dark hair. Like, I just, I don't know. And it's uncomfortable and weird. And it's not not a great part of this book, to be frank. I can't tell. I can't tell the race of anybody in this book um, for the same reason you're saying. Because I thought for a second there that we had like a very accepting school. And I'm like, maybe not. Maybe I'm correct. <laughs> I don't know. Given given the general trend, I'm gonna say yeah. probably not. I'm gonna say probably not. So then, after the porridge incident, they go to dinner, and it's also disgusting and burned, and also fatty and undercooked. Like it's just a yeah. mess. It's just a yeah. hot mess. Nothing that any human being would want to eat. Yeah. So I guess they're like really hoping these kids will starve to death here. Hmm. Then after dinner, they go to an, or I think it's after dinner, they go to another class, maybe, or it might be the next day. But we find out that Helen Burns got dismissed in disgrace during history class. She dunce. Yeah. So now they're having a little outsiders club, which I love. Yeah. So chapter six, uh, again, can't take showers. Actually, this might have been the first no shower incident, but it's fine. Um but we get edible breakfast, so that's praise good. be praise be. <laughs> Our stakes are so low. Um, <laughs> yes, 
it's 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 not so much a hurdle as a bump in the road but it mm-hmm. it does seem to trip them up so yeah so during class some of the girls are sewing a few are reading but helen burns is just getting absolutely roasted oh my god <laughs> yeah so then w- um after oh sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say if i the i have been told by an art teacher that I mm-hmm. did not have any talent and didn't deserve to be in their class. And I still don't know if that's as hard a roast as what Helen is going through right now. Like it's so bad. Yeah. I got told, uh, I should never do VO because my voice is monotone and boring. And now look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw hands with whomever said that because I have very much enjoyed listening to your podcast and Thank speaking you. with you. So there. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, but Burns gets absolutely burnt, if I might say so myself. But <laughs> <laughs> very nice. We love to see it. Yeah. So then they make her go grab her own whipping stick. Which, like, <laughs> what, what level of sadism is that? Uh huh. Now, to be like, do, do does each child have their own whipping stick that they made, or is it just like Helen, go get the stick? I need to beat you with it. I don't know. Somehow, either option is like more horrifying. <laughs> right, neither is good. You know? neither, neither is, is good. good. I don't know what's better. Like both of those seem very awful. I mean, I think I would be more upset if I had to personally make the thing that was going to be used to beat me as opposed to it just being like, just be just having them say, Helen, go get the stick so we can beat you. Like that's terrible. But like if I had to invest stick, right. If I had to invest time in making my own beaten stick, no, thank you. No, that's worse to me. Can you imagine that being a part of the uh, parent like grocery shopping lists. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So Helen needs uh, s- some crayons. We'll probably get her the thirty-two. She doesn't need more than that. Uh, trapper keepers. We can't get them anymore. What's the whipping stick situation like? So we got some good swishy ones that have a lot of yeah. flex and bend to them. Oh my god! <laughs> Little air holes. Ugh! Oh I hate it. I hate it so much. So then she gets hit with these like. I guess it's like a bundle of twigs situation mm-hmm. on her neck, which like honestly the, probably the worst place. Like that's way too close to your face. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. I don't. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's yeah, mm-mm, no. Yeah. Like hit my hit my wrists or my knuckles if you have to, but please don't do that because yeah. that's child abuse and yeah. not cool. But I mean, maybe they were like, you know what? If we're gonna do this, we're just gonna go whole hog. So I guess, but like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how you like you're one misstep away from like severing an artery. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. I mean, given no spoilers, given the number of children that die in this book, maybe they're fine yeah. with that. Maybe they just yeah. don't care. So Helen Burns starts saying that this is all her fault, which is kind of a vibe. My my literal note on that page is neurodivergent confirmed. Yep. <laughs> it's just yep. like, oh, yep. All of this, highly relatable. Highly, yeah. highly relatable. She's like, sometimes I just like lose track of time and, you know, daydream. I'm messy. 
Yeah. I just, I don't, yeah, things just, I don't like dealing with them, you know? It's like, yeah, me too, Helen. Same, same girl. So Helen tells Jane that uh, only acting like God in the New Testament will heal her with the people she hates. This is is where Helen lost me, to be quite honest. I was (laughs) like, you know what, Helen? Your vibes are are good. I get it. You know, you're relatable. Mm -hmm. And then Helen's just like, but God will fix me. And I'm like, "Mm, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. no, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in turning the other cheek, Helen. I think I think you ought to hold on to that. Yeah. And and let it build you, you know, build Mm -hmm. your rage, Helen. Don't forget it. Yeah, because Jane's like, why don't we just like snap it? We could break it. I would have like turned around and hit her in the face. And Helen's like, maybe, girl, don't do that. Maybe. But I, lo- I love that Jane has such, like, workable solutions. She's just like, listen, <laughs> what if we just what if we just busted it? And Helen's yeah. like, oh, no, we couldn't do that. And Jane's like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, all of a sudden, Jane is even more relatable than ever. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely. So chaotic. And I love it. Yes. Shh. I I don't want to say that she's full feral gremlin, but like Mm -hmm. there is, there is an energy that she brings that is like her, her, her violence, which has not turned off yet. And I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Um, and then she tells Jane that she should forget all of Mrs. Reed's wrongdoings. And I'm like, Helen, you're losing me. Yep. Mm -mm. You're really losing me. (laughs) You started off very strong. You started off very strong. You like books. You're a mm-hmm. weirdo. I mm-hmm. relate to you. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, nah, I think Jesus had it right. And I'm like, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You lost us. Right. We Sorry. were doing so good. We were doing so great. And she's like, God will fix it. Will he? I don't know. I don't know about that one. King Charles I was persecuted by his enemies. It's like, <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say more about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about King Charles, so uh king that that period is one of the things i studied a lot in history in school but Mm -hmm. i will not waste all kinds of time talking about it because i could (laughs) ramble for hours about it but suffice it to say charles the first bit of a b bit of a b now to be fair the people who cut off his heads i hate more because Mm -hmm. they're puritan fucks and i can't stand Mm. puritans but charles also i'm not gonna say he had the execution coming because nobody has an execution coming, but the persecutions, uh, can it, can you really persecute a monarch? I don't think so. Anyway, sorry. What a lovely note to end this episode on. Oh, right. Good. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful way to round it out. Fantastic. So where can the people of the internet find you and the stuff you are working on? For sure, uh, people of the internet, you can find me on Twitter, which if it's still around, uh, at Mightiest Finn. Otherwise, I write uh, TTRPGs. Uh, I've got a couple out right now, Backwater and Backroads, which are available if you go over to our itch.io page. If you search for Backwards TTRPG or search for Backwater or Backroads, you'll be able to pull those up. Uh, I stream games a lot. Uh, I run some. I play in some. Uh, All of that info would be found on Twitter. Uh, but uh, I've got a couple projects out right now, a couple projects coming up, and uh, you can get those links on the old Burb app as long as it still exists. Yeah. If not, I guess you're going to have to make a link tree. 
Unless you uh, have one. I don't because oh, I'm okay. really bad at social media. So Same. the fact like the fact I have a Twitter is astonishing to five Alex from five years ago. But here we are. Uh, and it's just this ship that I'm going down with until another option presents itself. So, yeah, one where we don't have to like show our faces for five minutes. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That'd be real good. Yeah. Maybe we'll just all make weird Wattpads as our next social media. It'll be like AO3. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Just, yeah. Digital diaries. That sounds lovely. That sounds much better. I would enjoy it. I'd enjoy it. Because if you're going to like do really like mean things on Twitter, uh, but you have to write it in a novel form, um, better. Better for me. I think that's... (laughs) Tell me why you hate things via a novel please um i will enjoy that thanks and that is what we used to have to do if you were charlotte bronte and you really didn't like the people you grew up with you had to fucking write a several hundred page novel to roast the shit out of them and now you can just tweet it you can subtweet them and they won't even know now we're gonna go back to the olden days subtweet me in your novel that's five thousand pages thank you (laughs) and i will read all of it i will hate read it just Mm -hmm. so you know amazing but we will catch you all next week with another episode of jane Eyre, where she is a small vampire orphan child but this time she's educated she's educated now yes okay bye bye